Hey, this is Russell Wilson. This is Joe Montana. This is Dak Prescott. Hey, this is Jason Kelsey, and you're listening to Rob Motti. Rob Motti. Rob Motti. Rob Motti. I am Rob Motti. Welcome to the AP Pro Football Podcast. We're about to hit that break after OTAs and mandatory minicamps up until training camp. The time goes by fast, though. Soon enough, it's going to be Hall of Fame game, Jets and Cleveland Browns. I mention that because I'm booking my travel plans for that weekend today. Our guest this week, Dallas Cowboys three-time Pro Bowl defensive end Demarcus Lawrence and Deanna Flores, the Mexico women's national flag football team quarterback and the first flag football player with artifacts in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We're going to kick it off with Deanna, who she also starred in Run With It, the NFL's Emmy award-winning spot for Super Bowl 57, the commercial it was one of the best ones. It was my wife's favorite, as I tell Deanna in this interview. The commercial spotlighted flag football and some incredible moves by trailblazing women in the sport. For the first time ever, the league rooted its Super Bowl spot in flag football with Flores at the forefront. The jersey that she wore in this commercial spot and her football Signed by sports icon Billie Jean King and New York Jets All-Pro Corner Sauce Gardner. Both of them were also in the commercial. Those are officially part of the Pro Football Hall of Fame Museum's collection. It's a historic moment for the sport of flag football. Jalen Ramsey was in the commercial. Aiden Hutchinson, Devontae Adams. So there's Jalen Ramsey's security officer costume and Aiden Hutchinson. He wore a bellhop costume. Devontae Adams wore a parrot costume in the spot. So all of those are also in the museum's exhibit. I really enjoyed this conversation with Deanna Flores. Listen up. Deanna, welcome to the AP Pro Football Podcast. Great to have you on. I believe you are my first flag football player other than when my daughters made appearances by just like jumping in and making noise in the background. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you for joining. And I congratulations on being the first flag football player, not first female, just first overall period flag football player in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. What is that like? Well, to be honest, uh, to me, it's, it's the biggest honor to be between all these NFL football legends uh, and make history at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. This is so meaningful to me, but and not only to me personally, um, because it is a dream, but for flag football to, to have the first ever appearance at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I feel that this is a big, big statement uh, for the sport to say and tell the world that this sport is here to stay and it is here to grow. Um, it is also a big um, thing for all women in sports, not only in, in football, but in sports in general, to have this recognition and have this platform and this voice uh, for all the amazing athletes out there um, in different sports and especially in football. Um, football is a sport that has been a sport for women for a long time. We love this sport. We're passionate about this. And now to have a spot, a place in flag football, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, um, I feel it is a big step and also it opens a lot of opportunities for new doors for the future generations, girl and women that now can dream bigger than ever. Absolutely. Tell me, when did you fall in love with football? When did you start playing and how did how did that develop for you? Well, I started playing flag football very young at the age of eight years old. And it was because of my dad. My dad was the one that introduced me to this football world. And it was because he used to play 
football when he was in high school and college. So that's how I entered into this flag football um, world. And since then, it has been 17 years full of growth and joy. So I feel so happy. <laughs> and you are a quarterback. You've played quarterback, won a world championship with the Mexican national team last year. Have you always played that position or did you did you play other things? Do you do also offense and defense? Are you uh, a two-way player? Well, yes. Um, quarterback has been the my main position since I was like probably 10 years old when I started being like the QB one for my team back then. Um, when I started playing flag football, we didn't have like a lot of leagues or categories because flag football was not a well-known sport back then. Uh, so I had to play with older girls. I was eight and I was playing with girls that were 16, 17 years old. Um, because that, that was the way for me to play. So I feel that that also pushed me, um, to try different like positions and, and grow in this sport as an athlete. So during my journey playing with older girls, playing with boys also here in Mexico, in the United States, I've gone, I've gone through many positions. I mean, at, at defensive, uh, side, I have played quarterback. I played wide receiver, center. Um, at defense, I play rusher, cornerback, linebacker also, and not only at my clubs, but also at the, at the national team at the world, uh, elite level. Um, when I started playing at the national team at the age of 16, I was the youngest player. And of course I was, um, like the one of the newest player at, at at the team at that time. So I couldn't play quarterback because we had like more experienced players back then. So I played, I started um, playing wide receiver at the national team. Then I played rusher too for the national team and linebacker before uh, being the starting quarterback in 2021 uh, for the Mexican national team at the Israel uh, World Cup, IFAB World Cup, where we won silver. And then six months later um, at the World Games, uh, winning gold. <laughs> when you've played throughout your career, has it always been in all girl, all female? Have you had to play at any point against maybe younger against boys? Yes. So at the age of 14, um, I started playing at the at the boys league NFL flag football here in Mexico City. Um, and it was again because we didn't have like a NFL flag girls league. Mm -hmm. here. So um, that's how it was possible uh, for me to play at NFL flag here in Mexico. I played for one year with the boys here, and then I started playing uh, at the United States, first with a girls' league uh, for the national NFL uh, championship, and then um, with a boys' league, an, an under-18 uh, category. So again, it was like the only way for me to keep playing flag with boys. So that's why uh, for me, it is so exciting to see now how fast uh, the sport has grown. Right now is one of the fastest growing sports uh, considered by the IOC worldwide. Um, we have different categories. Boys and girls are playing even for the uh, since they are six years old. Um, we have like co-ed leagues now. Um, so it is exciting to see how the game has changed. 
I, I asked you about that because my girls are nine or twins and they played for the first time flag football. They wanted to play it was their decision. I, I didn't, even though I cover the NFL, they know I love football. So they had tried soccer and one of them got kicked in the face by a boy. And she's like, no, I don't like this sport. <laughs> so we, we put them in a, a flag football league and it ended up being co-ed and they had a lot of confidence when they were playing against other girls, but they were starting to play against other boys. And some, what we found is there were some teams that were all boys with like one girl and they were like tackle football players, but they would like practice in flag football against girls. And then one of my girls got tackled by a boy. So it it's, I'm looking for maybe an all girls flag. I, I don't know what to do this year. What would your, how would you encourage them to continue playing? Well, to me, I have to say that uh, to play with uh, in an all boys league and team being the only girl uh, was an amazing experience. I I had uh, I lived and experienced by myself how the power of sports can uh, break a gender barriers, can break any kind of barriers between people. So to see this um, big change, amazing change uh, in my teammates, in my coaches also filled me with a lot of confidence because at the end of the day, I feel that what we all learned is that no matter who you are, no matter where you're from, if you're a girl, if you're a boy, the only thing that matters is what you have to bring to this world. I mean, the passion you uh, have for the things you do, the hard you put in and the hard work at the end of the day, the results are uh, the answer to anything. So that was a big lesson to me and uh to all my for all my teammates and i feel that as as a woman as an athlete that also um gave me a lot of confidence of myself and taught me to focus on my strengths on what i had and the ways i had to uh to to level up my game um rather than focuses focusing on what I didn't have. You know, sometimes people tell you, if especially if you're playing against boys or a man, because later on I, I start playing with grown men, you know. Um they, they they used to tell you as a woman, oh, you're not gonna be able to do that. They are stronger than you, they are faster than you, you cannot compete. And that's all wrong. I feel that that's one of the amazing things about flag football that it, it is an inclusive sport and it gives men and women the same opportunity to compete on the field since it is a non-contact sport it, it is all about speed agility creativity so i feel it is an amazing experience for especially for boys and girls to be able to share the same field because in that way uh you learn first of all how to be a great teammate and you learn that it it is not a matter of gender. It is not a matter. I mean, sport does not have gender, period. So it is all about the hard work you put on and the passion that you're, you're about sport. You mentioned how flag football is so fast growing and there's this push and this hope of making it an Olympic sport. What would that mean to you to be able to compete on the Olympic world stage as a flag football player if it happens? That's a dream. I mean, um, to be an Olympic athlete has been a dream uh, for me since I was since I was little. Um, I feel that it is also a dream for all the flag football community worldwide. We are closer than ever. 
uh, to make that dream come true and be part of the 2028 Olympic program. I feel that this will open also a lot of opportunities for the future generations, not only to achieve their dreams as athletes on the field, but to achieve their dreams and objectives out of the field, you know, as a professionist, um, because of all the opportunities that are going to open for them as professional athletes, hopefully in the near future. So I'm so excited for that to happen. I, I feel that Flappable has it all to be part of this Olympic program. It is fun to play, fun to watch. It is inclusive. It is for men, women, girls all over the world. No matter who you are or where you're from, you will always find your place on the field in flag. So I'm so excited. <laughs> How cool was it to star in that commercial, the Super Bowl commercial with all of these other NFL players who had little roles in it? And we, we see we obviously saw your speed in, in that commercial. <laughs> My wife said it was her favorite commercial at the Super Bowl. Uh, she loved it. So I, I had to make sure to tell you that. What was that experience like? For sure, it is one of the best experience I've ever had and an experience I hold in my heart forever. Um, to have the opportunity to show the world at the biggest stage uh, how the power of sport can also unlock and empower women. Um, I feel that it, it, it has been one of the best gifts uh, to me and also to see the impact it has had on many, many people, not only in the United States, but, but in, in Mexico as a Latina woman to, for the Latino community and worldwide for all the young girls, women, and even uh, parents that are, are now, um, I mean, that now know that their kids can dr dream bigger than ever, that we're breaking a lot of barriers, cultural barriers, um, a lot of stigmas where we are, Sending at the end of the day a message of women empowerment, a message of unity, a message of love. So to me, that was the most powerful thing about this commercial. And also to be able to share, as you said, with amazing, amazing people uh, coming from the NFL players to amazing women that had broken um, a lot of also barriers in their um, areas as Erin Andrews, Billie Jean King, and all the people behind the scenes, all the crew, all the people from the NFL The most amazing thing to me was to see that we all believed in the message behind this um, commercial, the message of empowerment. And I feel that has been the thing uh, that had made this commercial so magical and impactful. So it was just a blessing to be part of that. One last question for you. Uh, you did another really cool thing and opportunity to be an offensive coordinator working with Coach Peyton Manning at the Pro Bowl games. Uh, what was that like? We know what Peyton's like. Did he give you an opportunity to call your own plays <laughs> and, and run it? Because, you know, he doesn't give Eli any chance to even speak when they're doing their show. <laughs> well, uh, first of all, to have the recognition from the NFL as offensive coordinator uh, meant a lot to me. Um Because it was, it was not, it was because of my, um, my expertise and the career I have in flag and, and to have this recognition, not only as an athlete, but as a woman meant a lot, again, not only to me, but for all women out there that are passionate about this sport and that has, that have pushed this sport forward to make it grow also. So first of all, first of all, it meant a lot. And second, to be able to share, um, this experience alongside NFL legends as Peyton Manning, Ray Lewis, and also to share my knowledge and my experience in flag football, because at the, at the end of the day, we all 
um, learned that flag football and football are not the same sport. Even if they are very similar, they have many differences between one and the other. And um, to see how the, the players also learned this and figure out this and got excited about flag because for a lot of them was the first time ever playing flag football. And they realized that it was a little different and they got really excited about it. They got really competitive <laughs> about it. And um, I mean, we made an amazing teamwork. Um, again, we realized that we were passionate about this sport and created something amazing together to be able to work alongside Peter Matting, putting the playbook together, um, talking about the strategy of our t uh, for our team. And, and so, I mean, I learned so much from them too and be able to give something to the players and to this amazing team was one of the best experiences ever. Well, Deanna, as a girl dad, I appreciate everything that you're doing. Uh, thank you. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and I wish you a ton of success and a ton of blessings. Thank you so much. It means a lot to me to be here and thank you for your time and for, for spreading this message of empowerment for the future generations. Demarcus Lawrence is a three-time Pro Bowl defensive end going into his 10th season with the Dallas Cowboys. He had six sacks last year. He is one of the best run-stuffing DNs in the league. Demarcus was involved in something really cool, really special this week, a campaign in celebration of Father's Day and some of the strongest dads in the world. K Jewelers partnered with St. Jude Children's Research Hospital to gift the fathers of St. Jude patients with a personalized dog tag with the inscription hope on the front. And on the back, there's the coordinates of the St. Jude Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. Demarcus Lawrence joined Kay to gift the fathers and to thank them for their unwavering dedication and their support for their families. So Kay's had this longstanding tradition of supporting the St. Jude mission. They've raised nearly $97 million in 24 years. It was great chatting with DeMarcus about this. Here is that conversation. DeMarcus, welcome to the AP Pro Football Podcast, man. Appreciate your time. I want to start with this because right after the NFL draft, I had to make my predictions for next year's draft. So then I had to figure out which teams are going to finish where. Long story short, I have the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. So what does your team have to do to get to that Super Bowl? Yeah, uh, I believe, you know, the main objective for us is to, you know, win out our division. Um You know, we got a pretty stacked division uh, with the Eagles, Giants, and Redskins. Well, the Commanders. The Washington football team. Well, that name's taken too. So it's back to the Washington football team. So with oh. those three teams in our division, uh, you know, we're pretty stacked. And I feel like, you know, we take care of, you know, business at home. And also, you know, with these uh, divisional games, um, that'll set us at a good pace uh, for the Super Bowl. And the NFC East a couple of years ago was one of the worst divisions in football last year. It was the best division in football. As you mentioned, the Eagles, the Giants, the uh, Washington, uh, you guys, three making the, the, the playoffs. How far do you think that gap is between Philly and where you guys are and where you finished last year? Because we know how important it is to get home field advantage. Yeah, uh, you know, I don't feel like it's a huge gap at all. Um, I feel like it comes down to uh you know certain details of not just the scheme but also of 
you know, of your locker room. Um, you know, I feel like, you know, through this time right now, uh, when we headed the training camp that, you know, uh, we made those adjustments. We learned those different things that we need to learn about our teammates so we can, you know, uh, fully function uh, the way we, we should out there on the field. How much did Dan Quinn, when he came in there in Dallas as the defensive coordinator, really help take you guys to the next, to another level on defense? Yeah, uh, Dan Quinn been there for the last three years now. Uh, but, you know, just the culture that he brings uh, with him, uh, just his personality on coaching, um, he, he's always there to, you know, help and teach and, you know, uh, each player uh, individually on, on their craft. Like, you know, um, you know, say, for instance, uh, a person like me, uh, I already have my go-to moves as a DN, but, you know, other people like uh, Sam Williams, uh, he's going into his second year. Uh, so he's still, you know, working on those mechanics of finding out what his go-to moves is and being able to have a experienced coach like uh, DQ um, is right what you need, especially as a young player. Of course, it also helps to have guys like yourself and, and, and Micah Parsons. What, what is it like playing with him as he's come in the past two years and done just extraordinary things in his first two seasons in the NFL? Yeah, um, you know, I mean, we have our days, you know, uh, but it's it's really more about uh, the competition um, and, you know, him being able to bring the greatness out of me each and every day. Um, You know, he's definitely, you know, a gift from God, um, you know, with with the special talent that he has. um, But, you know, also, you know, him being a being a part of our culture and having the experience of working under uh, Dan Quinn, um, I feel like. You know, that has to elevate this game also. A lot of guys talk about you being uh, such a, a role model and a mentor for the younger players. When did that become so important to you? And how, how much do you think they benefit from you taking on that role? Yeah. Um, so uh, one of my mentors uh, was one of my old D coordinators. His name was Rod Marinelli. And, uh, you know, once I got paid, he was like, with great riches comes uh, great responsibility. And, you know, he sat me down and, uh, you know, he used to always do these man building classes with us. And, um, you know, that went a long way with me uh, because, you know, it was more so like, you know, I don't been playing football all my life. Like I know how to be a football player, but, you know, I ain't been a man all my life. And now I have these responsibilities of raising a family of my own. You know, how does, you know, my role change? And uh, being able to have guidance from a man like that definitely helped me out a long way. So, uh to answer your question, uh, <laughs> I feel like, uh, you know, it was just, um, you know, what God already had destined for me. Um, you know, I feel like he made me a leader as a young child, but uh, being able to, you know, have these type of mentors in my life to help me adapt to the type of skills that I need to be this type of leader, um, I feel like it worked out well. Tell me, man, about this partnership with Kay and what you were able to do with them and for for the dads of patients at St. Jude and, and what that meant to you to be involved in that capacity. Yeah. Um, so I'm just learning out that, you know, Kay, uh, you know, was a part of St. Jude uh, and just understanding the type of philanthropy work that they do in the community and also um, helping St. Jude with, you know, uh, the young patients and, you know, helping them get recovered as fast as possible. Um, you know, that's, you know, something that I truly believe in. So uh, being able to, you know, come out and partner with them, see the facilities, 
uh, hang out with some of the families, uh, play games with the kids. Um, you know, it's lovely and um, just, you know, something that, you know, I, I see myself doing more often, but also, you know, bringing my kids to be able to experience. Well, as we go into Father's Day weekend, well, tell me about that importance of being a father and, and how many kids do you have? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm almost uh, with my my starting five, but uh, I got four <laughs> kids right now. So, uh, you know, we're going to work on the other one later. <laughs> what does it mean to you, man? Like being a father, the importance of, of like taking an active role in, in, in those young children's lives. Yeah, it means a lot. Um, you know, it's definitely a huge responsibility. Um, I accept it with open arms, but also, you know, just being able to have my father in my life and, you know, uh, you know, the type of leadership that he showed in our household and uh, the respect for my mother that he showed, um, you know, I feel like, you know, I'd be doing damage to the family name if I didn't live up to, you know, uh, the type of man that my father, father was to me. So I just want to give my kids, uh, you know, same childhood that I had, you know, but also, um, you know, even better. So, uh, you know, I say like hands down in life, like this is probably, you know, one of the best experiences that a man can ever feel. Absolutely, man. I, I totally agree with you. I got twin daughters and I just call them a double blessing. It's it's incredible. I saw that what Kay is doing for the fathers of St. Jude patients is giving them a personalized dog tag with the inscription hope on the front and the coordinates of the St. Jude Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee on the back. I love the word hope. I, I love the idea of giving people hope, whether they're going through some tough times and adversity or no matter what, we always need hope. I know where I find my hope. Uh, I'm a man of faith. I find it in the Lord. Where Where do you find hope? Oh, yeah. I'm the same way as you, brother. You know, um, you know I believe in my father 100%. Um, you know, I know all things, you know, all all good things come from him. So, uh, you know, being able to, you know, like I said earlier, have, have the guidance of my father, but also, you know, a strong man that believes in Jesus Christ uh, to guide me. Um, I feel like it made my walk, you know, easier. So that's awesome. That's man. Well, hey, great job. Great work with with Kay and St. Jude. Really appreciate your time. Absolutely. Hey, it was a pleasure. Time for some final thoughts. I just want to wish all the dads out there a happy Father's Day. It's my first one since losing my dad, and I miss him every day. I wouldn't be the father that I am to my two daughters without his example. He taught me unconditional love and to always sacrifice for your kids. Put put me really in the best position to succeed in life. Worked his entire life, dedicated it to providing the best for me, my brother, and my mom. So I just want to encourage all the dads out there to be the role models for your kids. Set that example. Don't leave it to someone else. Don't leave it to whether it's athletes, entertainers, whoever, you be that role model. We need to be that person, the best dad, the best father, the best husband, the best example we possibly can be. That's it for this week. Thank you to Deanna Flores and Demarcus Lawrence. And thank you for listening. Please be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your pods. Also check out my colleague, Ralph Russo, and his AP Top 25 college football podcast. Until next week, I'm Rob Motti reminding you, make a difference. Be a blessing.